Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Crimes of the heart. Crimes of the heart. Hello, friends, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Crimes of the Heart. I'm your host, Rory Uphold. And before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share a couple of the things that I've been thinking about lately. I wanted to talk about how so many of us often compromise our self-worth and our boundaries in the pursuit of love. I know I've certainly done that on numerous occasions, and so have a lot of my friends. And in conversations over the past couple of weeks, I've started to think about how and why we get to that place. And as a reminder, I'm not an expert. I don't believe in experts on love. I think we can learn from other people's experiences, and if this resonates with you, dope. And if it doesn't, ignore it. You know, it's all good. There seems to be a general theme amongst the times that I have personally betrayed myself. And when I say betrayed myself, I mean sacrificing my boundaries or my own self-worth in the pursuit of another person. And I've seen this theme with a lot of my friends recently. And the only thing that I can pinpoint is that we get to a certain place where what we want starts to outweigh the treatment we know we deserve. Or our desire for love is so great that it outweighs the kind of love that we're getting in return. And then so many of us will go on to make excuses about this kind of love than what we're getting in return. Because in the end, it, it feels better than, than getting nothing. And I think when you've been single for a really long time, the pressure of singledom or will I meet this person and when will I meet this person and I don't want to be the last one in my friend group to be single and blah, 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 blah. And my parents are breathing down my neck about grandchildren or whatever it is that we can start to doubt ourselves, or we can start to doubt what it is that we've decided we deserve. And I had a conversation with a friend last night and I said, most people who want to meet someone or want to find someone, they go into relationships looking for love. And I think <laughs> if you go in looking for love, you're going to find it in anyone and almost everyone because love is everywhere. And the problem is, is that we should be going into relationships looking for red flags. We should be looking for the no's, not the yeses. Because when you want something, you'll seek it out. It's like the idea of manifestation. And I think the weird trick about all of this is you can want something so badly, but how do you hold that and your self-worth in either hand? You know, how do you make sure that you're not going to give up on what it is that you've decided that you want? And for me personally, I spent so many years chasing little breadcrumbs, really. Avoidant or semi-avoidant people. And I think a lot of that was to validate myself. You know, that we chase really hard because ultimately one day we want that person to realize that we matter. We want that person to see how awesome we are. And I think what hurts the most about chasing those types of people is it's two two types of loss. One, very rarely does it work out with the guy or girl that we're chasing. And two, in the process, we betray ourselves. Because the only reason you chase people that don't already recognize what you bring to the table 
is because you yourself don't fully believe it. An example, I met a guy after I broke up with my long-term boyfriend that I lived with in the middle of COVID. And we had such a magical first date. I went over to his house and I don't normally recommend that, but we have mutual friends. So I knew he wasn't a murderer. And I brought a s'mores making kit because he had talked about having a fire pit in his backyard. And then I brought the We're Not Really Strangers card game. And we, we really just had like the best, most magical night. We made s'mores, we played the card game, we bonded, we went in the hot tub, we ordered Thai food. I spent the night, everything was like amazing. And I thought, holy shit, I've truly met the one. Like this is it holy i mean wow and i look back on that and i'm like that was truly one of the top five best dates of my life i think where i went wrong was believing that one date is indicative of a person or an entire relationship and getting so excited about it and then investing in it as if that relationship was already real. And if I had been of clearer mind, if I had taken off the rose-colored glasses, if I had walked into that relationship looking for no's instead of looking for yeses, I would have been able to clearly see this guy might like me, but he's not ready for a relationship. This guy might like me, but he doesn't like me enough to make it happen. He was hot and cold with me and I chose to focus on the hot moments hoping that they would be warm enough to neutralize the cold moments but he was battling with inner demons that I was never ever going to be able to fix instead I clung on to that first date and what we could be and I slowly but surely compromised on the standards I wanted for myself in a partner and I accepted less because I just wanted to make it work I look back and I see a girl who prioritized me trying to make it work with this situation that I thought was ideal without really checking in with myself and going, mm, if it's ideal, you're not gonna have to try and make it work. <laughs> you know, if it was so ideal, you wouldn't be trying to like twist yourself into a pretzel or, or fit yourself into a round hole if you're a square peg, you know what I mean? Although, <laughs> Let's be real, I'm not the square peg, I would be the round hole, but whatever. And so when it ended, I had the loss of this person and our relationship, if you can call two months a relationship, but I also had the loss of a little self-esteem. Because instead of going, hmm, this isn't what I wanted and this isn't what I deserve, I doubled down and I tried harder to get what I wanted from this man. And in doing so, I subconsciously told myself that I wasn't good enough as is that this was what I was worth, that I needed to settle for less and chase for more. And after a while, that does chip away at your self-esteem, at your self-confidence. And every time you set a boundary and you honor that, it builds self-confidence and it builds self-esteem. Ultimately, I gave this man power that he never asked for and he didn't deserve. And I did it to my own self-detriment. So how do we hold desire in one hand and self-respect in the other hand? You know, how do we balance those things? Especially when so many of us are carrying past traumas or hurts that make us feel not 100%. A lot of us walk around not feeling like we do deserve the kind of love that we actually want. And I guess as a non-expert, you know, my opinion would be to try and get right with yourself before you reach out and try and get that validation or that love from others. Because in my experience, that's always been a losing battle. 
all. And I know that that kind of sucks as advice because it does require a lot of inner work and self-work when many of us don't want to be alone. We want to be able to do that with somebody else. And if you're listening and you have thoughts on this, I would love to hear from you. I would love for this to be an ongoing conversation because it is such a huge issue for so many of us in and out of relationships. And it even comes up later in my interview with my special guest. So if any of this resonated with you, I'd love to hear about it. Truly, truly, please hit me up. DM me, leave a review with a comment about the show or this part. You can leave comments on Spotify for this specific episode. You could email me. Oh, you could actually leave a voicemail on my new website. <laughs> That's a kind of a cool feature. And speaking of reviews, thank you to everybody that has rated the show five stars. I'm gonna remind you, if you haven't done it, please drop me a five-star rating and a review on Spotify or Apple or truly wherever you are listening to this podcast. I have a new website. I just mentioned that. You can leave me little voice memos, but you can also see an aggregate of all of the reviews, which is so cool. And in fact, I got a new review this week and I just wanted to share it really quickly. It is from somebody named Farmer Nads, which (laughs) is hilarious. And this is what it says. Stumbled across this gem, fell in love. I'm currently sucked into hour eight of this podcast just today, all day. This is such an awesome find. I don't know what algorithm to thank, but yay, take a listen. Um, I don't know what algorithm to thank, but holy shit, thank you. That's so cool. Although eight hours of me does sound intimidating. I didn't even realize there were eight hours of this podcast. That is crazy. Um, thank you so much for listening and for leaving that review. Made my week. And to anybody else that hasn't rated or reviewed the show, hopefully that encourages you. Now, let's get into today's episode. Today, we have a truly cringe-worthy crime. It is so cringe, it might make your stomach turn. And because it involves dating a professional athlete, I had to have on today's special guest. She is a content creator and a hilarious influencer with well over a million TikTok followers. She's had public feuds with both Food God and Ben Shapiro. And most importantly, she is for the girls, not for the guys. I am talking about none other than Miss Becca Moore. Welcome to Crimes of the Heart. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge fan of your TikTok oh and God. now also all of your podcast appearances. I know I keep doing them. I don't, I'm on like a podcast tour right now. It's great. Yeah, it's really fun, honestly. We love to see it. So I chose this story for you because God. of your history with athletes, though admittedly <laughs> this one might I might have flown a little too close to the sun on this no. one, but she warned me beforehand that this is like about hockey, right? Yes, yes. So I dated a hockey player. It was really terrible how it ended. But like, no, I still like them. Okay, okay, <laughs> so okay. I still like them, so it's okay. I want to hear. I can't wait. Um, Hit it. A quick disclaimer. Our episodes deal with serious incidents and triggering subject matter. If you feel like at any time you need support, please do not hesitate to grab a cocktail, share this with a friend, or contact us with your own stories. We are here to listen and liberate. Contact information can be found in the show notes. The names in the following episode have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. This story is so funny until we started making out. And I was like, this is disgusting. I honestly want to shower just thinking about it. This is Melissa a ballerina at one of the top dance companies in the world. 
Our story takes place in Manhattan, New York in 2019, when Melissa is 27 years old. One day, out of the blue, Melissa gets a text. I get set up on a blind date with an athlete through my brother-in-law. We will call him Chris. He was a hockey player and he lived in Canada at the time. Melissa grew up on the East Coast watching hockey because all of her brothers played it. And despite the fact that Chris played for a rival team, Melissa thought he was cute, and the two quickly hit it off. In other words, Chris had banter. It's great. He's awesome. They text back and forth for a few days before Chris tells Melissa he's coming to New York and asks her out on a date. Our first date was an Italian restaurant downtown. It was like down an alley in New York, like a hidden gem, very old school. The date is electric. They laugh and talk and hours fly by. This was, this date was great. He was asking me questions. He was, you know, cute. He was athletic. He was tall. He was Canadian. I was sold. And the two start dating. Wow. So anytime he would play, you know, Madison Square Garden or anything, we would go to dinner. I think we went on like three dates in the span of three weeks. Needless to say, it's going well. Fast forward, Chris has another game in New York. So he asks Melissa, per usual, if he can take her out to dinner. And she says yes. And so he's coming into town and he's pre-booked this like really nice dinner at a beautiful restaurant. I'm really excited. It's like, maybe this is our third date. So it's still like very new. It's been a while since Melissa was interested in anyone and she can feel herself crushing on Chris. I was really looking forward to it. Like getting my nails done beforehand, doing the whole thing. But then the day of the date, Melissa gets a call from Chris. Like four hours before and he's like, so I think I have to cancel dinner tonight. And I'm, I'm devastated. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? We only have one day this month that we can see each other. Chris was going to be on the road playing hockey for the rest of the month. So Melissa was really looking forward to spending this time together. And he's like, I'm very embarrassed, but my cleaning lady threw out my teeth. <gasps> Melissa was not expecting this. And I was like, come again? She threw out your what? I mean, I knew he was a hockey player. They were probably, you know, not all real, but I didn't realize he had fucking dentures. Disgusting dentures. But whatever feelings she has about Chris's missing teeth feel small in comparison to her feelings about canceling their date, especially over teeth. So I'm just like, it's totally fine. It is totally fine. Just like, don't make a thing out of it. I don't care. Melissa wants to see Chris. And as it is, they're already going to be limited on time. They actually had really strict rules. When they would come in and play, they would have curfews and like, they'd have to stay in a certain hotel. So Melissa reassures Chris. I don't care what's like a few missing teeth. As it turns out, a few missing teeth is not cute. <laughs> Not cute when it's your front teeth. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. 
Melissa spots Chris waiting for her outside of the restaurant. It's a really nice Mexican restaurant. He had planned it out in advance. The two embrace and Chris gives her a pack when I first saw him at dinner. I didn't notice anything. It wasn't immediately obvious that Chris was missing teeth. He tried to like hide it. He did a pretty good job. <laughs> However, Chris had about maybe four missing in the front of his mouth, three of his front teeth and one of his bottom. There is a big motherfucking hole, a big hole. But anyways, it's fine. He could like kind of cover it. For the most part, Chris just kept his mouth shut and he's like this big athletic dude. So his teeth are the last thing people are looking at. So it's not that big of a deal until he orders food and he can only order soft food. He can't chew. Chris is looking through the menu like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Although it doesn't like fully make sense to me because you have molars, but he had to have soft food. So that was like off-putting. I was like strange. Melissa can sense Chris's anxiety and does her best to make him feel at ease. He's embarrassed. He's like got his hand over his face and I'm trying not to make a big deal out of it. And it, it really did not bother me. They make it through dinner without any major hiccups. And then Chris invites Melissa back to his hotel and the kissing was so bad. How bad? Well, we go back to his hotel and we start making out and it is just a fucking waterfall. He is fucking slobbing me like my English bulldog down my fucking face. <laughs> it had never occurred to Melissa that this might be an issue. Because he was so good at hiding it all night, it wasn't like, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't even think about it, but you know, missing like right in the front, there's nothing keeping your spit in your mouth. Like it's just fucking pouring out. The wetter she gets, the more focused Melissa becomes on the holes in Chris's mouth. She's thinking about where his teeth used to be and... The whole thing just freaked me out. Like think when you lose it, you can feel it, it's... Mm. Melissa is starting to panic, but Chris hasn't even noticed. It was probably so normal for him. I'm sure he probably thought it was like hot. You know? Plus, he's not the one getting wet. Melissa is. I was drowning in his spit. Not even in his spit, in his fucking slob. <laughs> spit can be hot, slob is not. And it gets worse, it gets worse. You know when someone's like, spit, like smells. I couldn't get, I, I don't know how I got through that night. As they continue to make out. It's like someone's spit is like sticking to you. You're feeling it like dry, You're, it's crusty. It's like, no, no, no. Melissa wants to leave, but she feels bad. I was just like, how do, I, how do we get through this? This is insane. Meanwhile, Chris is having the time of his life, oh, yeah. blissfully unaware of Melissa's ick. But I liked him. So it was a hard, you know, it, was a, it wasn't like just a one night stand where you're like, ugh, I'm gonna walk out the door and never see this person again. So Melissa compartmentalizes her disgust and the two continue to hook up. I think we just ended up having sex and getting it over with. And it was fine. We didn't have to be making out the entire time we were. 
When asked why she didn't tell him about the slobber situation, Melissa says, Because I had pushed him into continuing dinner like he didn't want to. Melissa felt guilty for feeling grossed out, and he redeemed himself later. I mean, he was never a great kid, so he redeemed himself in other ways, but. That said, I don't know that I would attempt to kiss somebody without teeth ever again. And for those of you wondering about Chris's missing teeth, the dentures were never found. He had to have new ones made. So he went a couple weeks without. But I didn't see him because he was traveling. And when asked for any final thoughts, Melissa says, I should have literally ran for the hills that night. I mean, hockey players, man. So true. <laughs> not no. <laughs> we do have an expert on that last line. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Both of the guys I date, I've dated two guys that were hockey players, and uh-huh. both of them had denture things, too. Yeah. But neither of them, I've never seen them without, like, they, yeah, they've never taken them out, so I don't even know. That's disgusting. Well, now you know to make oh sure that they, they never do. I think it's, like, so normalized in Canada, though, like, because I would, like, both of them lived in Canada, my boyfriends or whatever and I would tell my college friends about oh my god that my like look at him without teeth like you can google pictures of them without mm. teeth and my friends were like <gasps> like that feeling of like no Becca you cannot date these guys and I was like what I'm like used to it like I don't know I don't know like I kind of I don't really mind it but that's disgusting like when she talked about the smell ew I know I have talked about how I have a spit kink on this <laughs> podcast before and um oh my g- okay okay the last one I dated did that too but he like and I I thought I like the idea of it I think I liked but like the actual like act of it you weren't into it I hated it because even after we were done like I could I felt like there was like spit down my throat still for like hours like I don't know oh wow okay extra spit yeah yeah I that has never happened to me but however (laughs) listening to this I was like did this story just cure me of my spit fetish Mm -hmm. it might have might have. Yeah, well, what do you do when, like, okay, how, like, TMI? Like, oh, do you get on as much. Okay. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I have to do that story. Well, like, I think when you're, like, texting someone, like, and, like, we had the, like, he had the idea. He was, like, what if I spit on you today? I was, like, oh, my God, that's, like, hot. Like, the thought, yeah, I thought it would be so hot. Then how do you, like, real, like, how do you undo what you think is going to be hot? Once we started doing that, he did it every time oh. we hooked up. And I didn't know how to say, like, I actually don't like it. Like, how oh, do you say it? wow. Yeah, he did it every time. I mean... I think you probably say it after. I did. You did? <laughs> still you did? You said well, it after was actually, you were like... It was the day we broke up. Like, it was like... The day you broke up, you were like, by the way, you've been spitting on me I hate hooking up with you. Like, yeah. I hate it. But, okay, goodbye. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, I did end up telling him. But I, I do this thing where, like, I can say things, like, in a lighthearted way. Like, I don't think he... I yeah, I feel like your whole brand is based on that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I didn't want to tell him, like, I actually, like, hate having sex with you. Like, it's terrible, but... Did you say that? No. I, I said, well, I did, but in a different way. I was like, I just feel like you, it's all, I don't know what I said. Oh, God. Ew, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm thinking oh, no. about it. Oh, no. Okay. Switch. Blech. Think about birds. <laughs> yeah. Birds aren't real. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah. I've always said that. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> so I guess I normally ask, like, do you, do you relate to this story at all? And I would guess in some ways you do, and in some ways <laughs> yeah. you don't. Yeah, I do. I honestly, I feel for her. Are they, who is she? Like, is she doing okay now? She, she is doing okay now. Yeah. Did she stop seeing that guy after? They dated for a little bit longer and then they broke up. He ended up getting transferred to a 
team that was on a different coast. Mm. And then he turned out to be kind of a fuck boy. They're all fuck They're boys. all fuck boys. Yeah. I've only dated two athletes. I dated mm. a baseball player, which we have in common, <laughs> which I would never do again. Me either. Never. What a capital F no. fuck boy. They are like... The worst of the worst, I think. I When I see them on dating apps, I immediately, even if they're so hot, like mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding, I immediately left. Like, well, because you, you know that they, they've got like oh my god and they're so pretty it's so weird how pretty they are it is weird i do think it's weird that baseball players are are like unilaterally hot very although soccer players are pretty hot and that's the only other athlete i disagree i think it's i think well to me i like hockey players because they're kind of ugly a little bit like yeah yeah i I like i mean i've never dated a hockey player i also just i've done a two athlete thing they're banned i will not I can't Me either. I cannot anymore. I don't trust them like at all. Don't trust. I also my cousin played professional football pr- very oh briefly, my God. and no. I feel like I had the inside scoop on that. And yeah, no. that's a that's hell an, no. Athletes should be a no go. I agree. Like it's not even worth it. Like what do you gain? It's just anxiety the entire time that you're dating them. Like I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess okay. Honestly, I'm not even gonna lie to you. The crazy boyfriend that I had, he mm-hmm. was an ex. He was like minor, minor, minor league. Like he wasn't sure. even like okay a major, but like he his entire brand like he started a clothing brand and his entire brand is like i'm an ex-hockey player oh no. and so like i just go along with it in my tiktoks but really like he wasn't even he stopped at 17 like, honestly if you, and he's 30 hilarious <laughs> he's 30. oh my god so i think it's just easier to explain like his vibe if i say he's a hockey player but it's not like he's like actively like i was never like worried about him cheating on me with i mean i should have been <laughs> because yeah, he you was been. <laughs> now but... that i've heard some things i'm like you should have been oh wait what's crazy is i dated a guy and I found out like a year into dating him that his two front teeth were fake. Oh my, wait, what? Why didn't you say that? (laughs) Wait, he didn't even tell you for like He didn't even tell me. And then like I was magically shocked when he was cheating on me. I'm like, that was the red flag. (laughs) That was the red flag. If you hide something like that, like that's That's random. That's crazy. That's like a big thing. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So if they have fake teeth and they don't, they're probably cheating on you. They're probably cheating on you. (laughs) Honestly, great lesson, great takeaway. (laughs) Write that down, everyone. I'm serious. (laughs) Okay, so I have followed you. You're brilliant and hilarious, (laughs) and I'm just gonna say you're a comedian in your own right. Oh my god! And one thing that I was pretty shocked to discover about you is that you grew up really poor. Oh my god! Yeah, people don't know that. So poor. Yeah. Well, I'm from Ohio, and my mom was a secretary at like an elementary school. She was a single mom, and she. Had five kids. Wow. So she was making like 38000 a year. Split between six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had our dad. We lived with our dad half the time, but he got laid off from his job. It was in, in the like 2008 recession. Mm-hmm. So we had, he was living on welfare. So we had literally nothing. No money. Yeah. None. So we, my teacher, my kindergarten teacher would like give me bags of clothes. I remember like I didn't have, I had two older sisters so I had to wear their clothes or like clothes that people would give to me and do people make fun of you for that no because like I was like super outgoing and like no one really knew like my friends I don't think people knew like how poor I was yeah my friend I went to like I did go to the poor elementary school I will say so I wasn't ever like it took a while like it took a while for people to warm up to me because like everyone else went to like the the suburban nice, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. elementary school so they're all friends in middle school and high school so people didn't know who I was for a while but um once I did I was like fully like I spent my weekends like shopping at 
goodwill to find anything I could that like kind of blended in with like the other all of my friends so people didn't really know and I would have them like drop me off at like houses like a little bit farther away from my house and like walk to my house yeah so Mm -hmm. and then I got a job when I was like 15 and then so I started yeah making making my own money so did it affect dating at all when you were younger only in the way of like I wouldn't have guys over ever because our house was just not cute it was like imagine like my mom couldn't afford like a maid or anything and like she was like working full time it's so weird because it's like now that you're older I'm sure you look back and you I mean like now I look back at my parents I'm like damn you guys are just a lot better than I ever realized yeah like the fact that I could oh my god I would not have had five kids first of all like yeah yeah hell no I would not I don't even know if I'm gonna have one I don't know I honestly but I would never be able to like I can't I cannot believe she didn't even complain ever like it was just crazy she never if that was me I would like cry every day being like I don't have any money like I but no. So now I'm like, did it ever influence who you dated? Like, were you attracted to? Yeah, I was attracted to my. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Wait, this is actually funny. I think now that you're saying that, I think that does it makes sense what I did because so I immediately the first second I could get a job, I got a job. It was at a pizza place. Like all like the cool guys in my school were working at this pizza place. And I was like, the boss came from like a rich family Mm. and he was like only working there like kind of as a joke. And he was like the general manager and I started dating. I started, I was in love with him and I started dating him the second I turned 18. Wow. The boss. And he was 26. Yeah. Actually, that is a theme in your life. Yeah. I attracted to to like kind of like authority or like powerful figures. Yeah. I've always liked that. Or like someone that kind of feels like an escape. Like, you know, I've always liked that. I have realized that I have also done that Mm. and we tend tend to seek out what we want for ourselves yeah sometimes we're like attracted to people and it's like oh I actually want to be the rich man <laughs> like yeah. I want to be the daddy I want it to be him. I don't yeah. necessarily want to date the daddy I want to be the daddy yeah honestly <laughs> well I don't know if I want to be the daddy. well sure but sure. I do want to yeah I think it was like he seemed like an escape and like at the time yeah that was like it seemed like the best I could do wow but, yeah and then I like got to call so then I'm the f- only one of my siblings that went to college which by the way congrats that's thank that's you huge. like that's I, like I think the that's only really reason cool. And I like made it out of poverty, literally. I was living in poverty. But it's just because I went to, I got a scholarship and I went to college. But the second I got to college, I joined a sorority and I realized like, oh my God, I have to break up with a pizza boss. Because everyone then was like, you can't be dating a pizza guy. And I was like, oh, you're right. Because like that was too <laughs> poor? Yeah, yeah, to them. Oh, man. By the way, I could never even afford a single one of my dues in my sorority ever. That's wild. Never. That's crazy. Yeah, and I got, I got kicked out. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I need to write a book about that. You do. I would yeah. love to hear that. I went to a really rich private school in Los Angeles mm. for a brief time, and I was like the poor kid at the private school. Really? So I grew up thinking like I was poor, and then I was like, oh no, no you were. Reality <laughs> is like me. super fucked. I know. <laughs> and I used to wear overalls every day because really? I like really liked them in different colors. This is before I only wore all black, and um, people used to make fun of me oh. for wearing overalls. But what's weird is I don't think it ever really affected. It did not actually affect guys. Like I. Still still guys yeah. still were into me and I still guys you don't know. care really about if you're no poor. it is it I think it was more of like a, a girl thing internalized yeah yeah and then I an really internalized thing yeah. I was definitely more insecure but like I wouldn't tell anyone why like, I had an ego for sure like I was like I didn't want people to know that I was poor I wanted to just blend in like I wanted to like sail by like I didn't want people to like know you know yeah yeah, yeah. out of curiosity where are you at today in terms of healing from toxic hockey acts not good okay not good. it went back well I was doing fine I thought oh. okay so basically we broke up in June last year like on my birthday Mm -hmm. 
And um, that was his first time visiting me. And I lived in Nashville at the, at the time. And that was his first time visiting me. And then I was going back to Nashville for Taylor Swift. And he booked the same weekend to go to Nashville all by himself, by himself. And he, is, he doesn't know anyone there. And He, he follows her TikTok. He I, had to know. I don't know. Yeah. He maybe. had to know. But I mean, he blocked me on everything when we broke up because he was like so shocked that I was breaking up. I don't even know why he blocked me. But uh, Because it's like the, a very, very sad power move. And I say power move in like two point font. Like it's not a power move. Blocking is no. not the power move. Keep somebody following you. Let them follow you so that they. That's what I would do. I was like, oh, no, 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 babe. <laughs> there are people that like I'm still quote unquote friends with. I mute all of them so I don't see their me shit. Too. But I'm like, no, no, no. I want you to see me thriving. You me too. Why? I- me thrive like it's okay i do want him to like understand that like he literally put me through hell but like i'm still doing okay i'm on it i was honestly doing fine and then going back to nashville it really set me backwards no. like because i went back to like the place that he like yelled at me like on my birthday and like it was fun honestly going back but like yeah there's an undertone of oh my god my ex-boyfriend was here like yesterday you know it's weird. Oh, weird so you feel like you're still in it you're still not over it no, there's no way. I, I have PTSD. It was like mm. terrible, 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 terrible. But I do, I've definitely made a lot of progress in like accepting that like nothing I could have done would have made him treat me or like not like terrorize me every day or like yeah. call me names. Yeah. Because in the beginning I was like, oh my God, I, sh- I like if he was having a bad day, I should have recognized it in the beginning instead of going about my day. Like I should have catered to him. And I felt a lot of guilt. Like, oh my God, like why... Why couldn't I have just been nicer to him like the entire time? But I've been in there. I literally have to do therapy every week mm-hmm. and like take all these vitamins and everything because I'm like refusing medication because I have PTSD and I have like nightmares about it. Not to get dark, but like you can get dark. Yeah. Well, you I've heard you talk about the fact that you come from a long cycle of yeah, women so, who have been in abusive relationships mm-hmm. and then you found yourself in an abusive relationship. And one of the things that I was really interested in is looking back. How do you think that happened? So my mom. Um, I growing up when you're living in poverty like abuse is like way more likely to happen yeah yeah of course because you don't she didn't have a way out yeah and she's been married three times but her first husband she had a baby and he I mean not to tell my mom's story and like exploit her story but like she had to escape the marriage and Mm -hmm. like he found her at her sister's house so she had to live in a DV shelter domestic violence shelter and um just to hide from this guy that she was like married to and she was only 20 at the time wow so every marriage after that seemed better it was like oh he had a little bit more money and he like wasn't scary at first then my dad seemed better at first too like Mm. now I know that that wasn't the case in the end it wasn't but like in the beginning they all each seem a little bit better and then when I went through and then my sister went through the same thing and she still hasn't gotten out of it but watching that and it's so crazy how I could identify even as a kid I was like mom these men are treating you so bad like stop Mm. it like you need to get out and then I would get frustrated with my mom and then I watched my sister go through the same thing where I like idolized my sister she was gorgeous and like so popular at high school and like everyone loved her and then like watching her like entire light get like taken away from her slowly and like that is such an accurate description getting your light taken away and it's she's never been the same like it's honestly been it's been like 10 years of this guy that's like been like and but I was so mad at her. I remember being mad at her, not the yeah, guy. I was yeah. mad at her. And and then I found myself in the same thing. But thank God, I am so lucky that it was so chaotic that like he wanted to get out of it as well. Like he, I think he has a personality disorder. So he would like switch on me. And yeah. then he decided that I was the devil on my birthday. And he's like, you're done. We're done. We're done. So he cut me off, which is the biggest blessing that anyone's ever given to well, me. Well, yeah. Rejection is always protection. Yeah. Always. 
It was always the biggest like and so then I started like asking questions to my mom and then she told me about her mom and then like it's always been the same guy. It's like yeah. we keep finding the same guy over and over and my boyfriend is no better than my sister's boyfriend or my mom's ex boy my mom is in a happy relationship now. Which so is she, amazing. Yeah. Okay, so there's hope at the oh end my of God, the tunnel yeah. and I love him. Like he's awesome. And like they've been together for like five years and yeah. But now talking to like the older women in my family and telling them what happened, they're all like that the same thing happened to us like yeah thank god it happened like it's terrible that you're so young but it it's so it happened good. to me it did happen to you it happens to so many yeah. people mine got me too he got what me too <gasps> yeah it's fine i, I it's <sighs> like it's out there oh my god that was terrible actually that, that would be wouldn't that be very validating to see it was validating in that the whisper network in los angeles is pretty strong and so this mm. was like not i also my superpower is i always find out the truth like i always mm. found out the truth so we don't need to get in the details of what happened but very, very very toxic and it ended and he ended it and i was so pathetic that no I, it's not pathetic well i say pathetic because it was pathetic but i love myself and i still look at that person and i want to hug that person that was in that like I want to hug little Aurori and just be like I'm so sorry this is pathetic behavior but like I love you and I know why you're I know yeah. why you did this you know like I know the grip that it had on my brain mm -hmm. and I was so like obsessed like would check his social media the follower count just everything and he immediately was dating somebody new and it started this thing in my mind where I became jealous of other women which is so not my vibe like at all but this is all to say that I was going to therapy twice a week like truly like something was super wrong with me like I just bad and six months after that I got a call from a friend on set she needed somebody to be a, a body and like I don't do that but I I went to her film set and did a solid for her and I'm talking to this girl who was a PA at the time and we hit it off and she follows me on social media and she's like oh that's our mutual whatever and I, that was the moment that I found out that he had been raw dogging her literally the entire time we were together and we could pull up our phones and we missed each other by like five minutes and then I was at a dinner party six months after that and I sat next to a girl and I said as a joke oh is that so and so and she like went cold and she was like that dude assaulted me so I would and these are people that are so random, so random like in random situations I don't know so I get these I I do believe that that is my superpower like I find out the truth and every time I found that out I felt like a little bit more released where I was like oh these are amazing women mm -hmm. this has nothing to, to do, do and and I look at all of the like cult docs and stuff yeah it's almost like the stronger you are mentally the harder you fall like yeah. the, the the quicker you get roped in i understand the cult mentality which is so for sure weird. i've never even i've been watching all these cult documentaries and i like relate to falling for the trap of this guy into falling into a cult it's yeah. almost like that it's like giving your own life i was like i was giving my feelings up i was giving my everything up to make this guy happy i was like giving up my own like self-love and yeah i would do anything for him at the time which is now crazy i'm so Crazy. it's yeah. weird being autonomous now like where i'm like oh my god i can do whatever i want yeah no that is it's i almost wish that mine lived in la or something so i could hear more story like i just feel like he lives in a cabin in the woods in canada like no one it's just confusing to me because like no one like knows him really like mm -hmm. ever, like i don't have anyone to relate to so that would be really validating honestly and like he wouldn't ever like go to therapy and like get i just wanted him to get like a diagnosis of like okay i have this like mm -hmm. which whatever personality disorder it is the thing is is you can give that to yourself i'm trying like yeah. it's so hard i'm like i just i feel alone like no one it's confused because i was living in nashville and then i like 
all of a sudden I moved to LA by myself and it's hard to explain like what I went through it's like wait you guys don't know this guy but something crazy happened to me like yeah. I don't know yeah it's just well it's hard it's hard when you lose your self-esteem yeah I did like I didn't even know who. and people then you in... wake up and then you're famous well yeah and <laughs> people keep like it's crazy like I feel like people keep like saying all these things about me they're like oh my god that was great like if I whatever I did this week like and I don't understand it's almost like I'm like yeah like thank you for the compliment but um you don't know the real me like this mm. cult leader guy no was a real me because he would say I was evil deep down so I think I'm evil deep down you guys just don't know yet like that's how I feel still I'm like mm. I feel like every, I like all these compliments like I don't internalize them I only like I still feel like he's in my brain somewhere I'm like this was the moment I decided we're going to start going on hot girl walks and I'm going to save you <laughs> I know I think I need to, well I think I'm doing better now it's just like it was that weekend like the Nashville weekend but, do you date at all or are you yeah. still you are dating yeah not like she's real. back baby <laughs> I know. but only like first dates we still Still on Raya or yeah? Okay, okay, okay. Do we do do we do any of the other apps or no? No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, not yeah. I've got, but like, I don't want to do like Tinder or anything. I but, Tinder R.I.P. Yeah, no, no you no. had its moment. No. I, I mean, for I was on hint. I mean, I'm now app free. Mm. Are you single? I am single. Me too. <laughs> well, I go on like dates with guys that. I know are like real people that aren't going to hate like my career kind of like TikTok. I know so how has that well what's dating in LA like versus Ohio or Nashville uh, I want to see like Nashville better I feel like the guys are hotter in Nashville like here really? like I don't like TikTok guys like I don't like it there is okay nothing makes me cringe harder no than the faux model dudes who bite <laughs> their bottom lip stop and then no. like you know they look and then it's got text over it and it's like <laughs> would you would you and I just want to Wait, be like, what is here for you? Babe? I want to be like, occasionally like... that will come up. <laughs> and then it's because up. somebody's making fun of it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sending this to your mom. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to use hacking skills. I'm sending this to your mom. She needs to know how embarrassing this is. Your mom needs to pay for what you have <laughs> now done to Can us. Can you imagine raising someone like, I'm so sorry, but are you kidding me? Or no. they're like leaning against a wall and then they bring up their shirt and it's like, I've never know, seen that. 48 abs. <laughs> I'm so glad that oh, my dude. page is different. I report. <laughs> report uh, please don't get mad at me for doing that guys I honestly think it's funny when I do it like I did not choose to see this this is so upsetting yeah or guys that like are like I would treat you better than like yeah or like mouthing words so songs or anything Ooh, yeah absolutely dude. not my ex-boyfriend would do that I can't even think about it Ugh. no I know <laughs> I know yeah so anyway I, yeah I don't like TikTok guy. I don't like social media guys now I want like a hot like rich guy but like he's kind of <laughs> older but I don't know yeah. Wouldn't we all? But like someone who isn't really on social media, but like kind of likes it, like doesn't mind when I that you do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. What's your worst date that you've been on in LA? Oh my god. Well, there's been a few bad dates. I'm trying to think. Wasn't there one? Did I make a TikTok about one the other day? Okay, actually one. I went on this guy that showed up two hours late and he was drunk. That's wild. The two hours late and drunk is a, that's a fucking move. I didn't even, okay, well, I was, I didn't show up until, don't worry, I wasn't like sitting at the restaurant. Like I was just waiting for him to text me to leave my house and then I showed up and he was drunk and then the place was, ended up being closed half an hour later. Can I just, so, the next time this ever happens. <laughs> Can you please promise me that when he texts you, you just will reply, oh, I'm sorry, I'm on another date? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Honestly, I'm trying to think. And then another one. There was so I go on so many bad random. Oh, also one time this guy tried to split the bill with me. And he was on a Netflix show. Oh, he was on wow. Perfect Match. Is that a reality TV show? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that the reality TV guy you dated? Mm, I know. I think there were a couple. No. That was another. That was Bachelor. <laughs> Okay, wait. So what's so funny is I, 
There is a guy who I can tell you off camera, I just can't do this because I don't want to blow off my life in this way. Not yet. I will eventually, just knowing me. So I dated, at the time, this guy was The Bachelor. I dated his best friend. Shut up. Will you please tell me? I want to say it so bad. Please. I want to say it so bad. Can I just say it real quick? Of course. I know him. I was just talking about him last night. Oh, yeah. Okay, I also his... know him very well because I dated his best friend who while he was on friend? the show. Who's his best friend? I'll have to bleep this out. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So we are out and I had never, ever, 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 ever seen The Bachelor. Never watched it. I'm like the <laughs> only person. But I work in film and TV and I it's hard for me to consume a lot of stuff if I'm like writing stuff. Anyway, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck me. I don't know. I'm lame. And so he comes up and I don't know who he is. I mean, I know that he's The Bachelor at the time, but that means nothing to me. Yeah. And so I say, oh, cool. Like, so what do you do? And he's like, I'm The Bachelor. And I was like, yeah, no, I know. But like, what do you do? And he was like, I'm The Bachelor. And I was like, <laughs> um, still not getting it because I'd never seen the show. And I was like, so what'd you do before that? He was like, Bachelor in Paradise. And I was like, oh. what did you do before that? He's like, uh, Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> or or like Bachelor yeah. or whatever. And I am I'm going wait okay and I think I kept asking for a little while and then finally I was like did you ever have a job oh my god did you ever have a job being on a reality show isn't a job he knew what you're asking he was just trying to be I feel like he was just trying to be like but, smart but to me I don't know you do yeah like it's not it's not landing no anyway that joke doesn't I work. ultimately broke up with him because of him are you being for real I am being 110% for real he was around all the, the stories freaking- yeah, we will have to. He was around all the time. And there was this one time he would do things where, oh, God, we would have to go to malls because he wanted attention. It What? Oh. Okay. We would So you would go, go to the public of malls. You would go. Yes. Oh he my was, God. No. What I do you mean? Was, he was always there. I can count the amount of times that I hung out with the guy that I was dating solo on one hand. Oh, my God. I have so many things to tell you, dude. <laughs> I have so many things to tell you. I cannot wait. Oh anyway. Anyway, you're... Um, I can't say anything because it'll be identifiable. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's such a... It's such a problem. Okay, well, I guess we'll switch gears because I'm sure this was not fun for people to listen to because we couldn't so drop sorry, any tea. <laughs> You'll um, figure it out. It's yeah, you easy. will figure it out. <laughs> Why do you think people are scared to be single? Dude, I've been single forever. I don't I don't know. It's awesome, honestly. I know. I'm starting to feel that way too. Wait, how long have you been single? Um. Okay, well, how do we define single? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like no talking? No talking stage. I broke up with my boyfriend in the, the guy that I lived with in the summer of 2020. And then I've dated people since then. I dated a guy who plays in the Los Angeles Philharmonic for like six months. Stop yeah. bragging. What the Crazy. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Don't worry. He rejected me. So, like, oh my God. Yeah. Do you know how bad it is to get rejected by a dude who literally practices his instrument for eight hours a day? Oh, yeah. Ew. It's really. Ew. I know. That's an ick. He sure. had a he had a chest tutor. A chest tutor? Yeah. What? I was only like dozen his free this time. This is why I don't date. And in this LA, is the man that for... was like he looked at me and was like. Nah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, nah. so just in case, just in case you guys are ever feeling bad, just know like <laughs> I that's how I was rejected. <laughs> I feel better. Like I'm like truly an expert in rejection. <laughs> oh, so I mean, I guess I've been single for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But I terrible. deleted all the apps like two months ago. Yeah, I haven't even. Oh my god. I mean, my stomach hurts from that story. <laughs> no, I haven't dated in like solidarity. Actually, the last guy I like was talking dating was the bachelor guy, but 
he we went on a date and I got the, oh my god I got the ick when we went to a flower shop after we went to breakfast and he didn't buy me flowers I bought <gasps> my own flowers like what the fuck Ew. <laughs> yeah so I got the ick and I didn't know how to explain to him like I have I don't yeah know. wait what I, that is so okay what's weird is you have your own money I have my own money yeah unfortunately I also came from like a traditional household so I, there's this weird thing where like, in some ways I'm very modern and in other ways I also still want a guy to buy me dinner I'm just a little girl like yeah that. like I want people to buy like, things for sir, me <laughs> I was a baby okay <laughs> well he like it's just he was just and then I found out a bunch of stuff about him and like he was dating another girl at the same time I don't know so anyway yeah and he kept following a bunch of like blonde girls like while we were supposed to be exclusive and he kept following a bunch of girls did you ever bring it up yeah and that's when we broke up I was like I got drunk one night and like I was like why oh, do you see, I do that shit sober no I should have but we weren't even on that level like we didn't have good chemistry mm. I feel like with like a good chemistry guy like you could like say that sober but this guy was like kind of oh forced. no I think that I was just that's how I had my 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 PTSD after toxic guy was mm-hmm. that I was like so everything would rattle me yeah. and then I'm kind of like a no filter radical honesty person and I look back and I'm like man that's crazy I imagine get, getting the phone call where I was like hey I've been noticing that you've actually been following a lot of girls on Instagram and I just it's wanted to know crazy, what that's though. about they, were, they had like a thousand followers why are you following you don't never met these girls like why are you following them like I know it was weird and that's so he tried to say I don't know they just popped up and I would be like I'm what? sorry Christy with 300 followers just popped up on your Instagram yeah. and he would be like R- Rory like what do you what do you want me to say and I wanted to be like that you aren't gonna follow more girls on yeah, Instagram that's obviously them. what I want you to say yeah that's the only thing there is to say like yeah why do you need that much validation like I don't get it and now me would be like we're just done. take the L no don't even you don't even have to have the conversation or just take the L and just be like this is what it is end it with him and if he wants to know why be like oh because I just don't feel like we want the same things and if he asks for clarification I would say you seem a little non-committal yeah. and it's really unattractive to me right now and I'm looking for somebody who knows what they want and that's me yeah oh you know? that was like a good line <laughs> okay I'll use that next time I didn't do that I just got drunk and I was like why are you doing anyway but yeah <laughs> you might- got drunk and you were like <laughs> ring ring I'm like I miss you also <laughs> but like, I just bought myself more flowers it made me think of you you know that my oh my god that Miley Cyrus song I can like relate to it now I can buy my oh but I don't I never liked that guy I'm gonna be I'm so sorry to you if you're listening <laughs> whoever I don't know but hopefully yeah I'll, I'll, we'll have to try and send targeted ads to just very specific <laughs> the bachelor. bachelors yeah <laughs> but yeah my ex-boyfriend would follow girls and like anything that my ex-boyfriend does now I'm like goodbye like I'm done I can't do the it. The actual opposite? Yeah. But I haven't had sex in a year. Since. In a year? Dude. The last guy I hooked up with was the bachelor guy, like the <gasps> flower man. And it was the... Yeah. Okay. And he's the only one I've slept with this entire year since my oh. ex. And it was the morning after we slept together for the first time that we went to breakfast in the flower shop and he didn't buy me the flowers. <gasps> and like, think about like the vulnerability of the, like me, the victim. I'm like, I'm the victim. Think about the vulnerability I it takes. We're all going to think that you're yeah, the okay. victim there. Yeah. I want to tell the story on TikTok so bad, but I don't talk about sex on TikTok. But yeah, because TikTok yeah, I, I want to get a band. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But. Yeah. I, I have a hard time on that app. And the sex with my ex was so weird that like having sex with a normal guy was like even more boring. No, it was like vulnerable. It was like, oh, wow, it's like loving sex. Like, oh, wow. With my ex, it was like angry. Like, I hate you sex. Like he was like mean. Oh, no. 
Yeah. So then having sex with like a normal guy was like really like loving and yeah. like and then he didn't buy me flowers and it was like okay I feel Ouch. like yeah I feel like um what's the word well, like ew like I don't feel like appreciated anymore like I don't know how to explain that I was like. Yeah. I think that, okay, there's a multiple ways that you can look at it. But to me, what I'm hearing is there was a really considerate and thoughtful thing to do. And you had just shared an intimate moment with someone. And if it had been reversed, you would have done that for them. Yeah, if I was a boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think have. that like, or let's just say, <laughs> I don't know how to parallel this, but like if it had been us and it, instead of it being sex, it was something else that had the same amount of inten- intensity or intimacy. Yeah. You would do that for a friend. Yeah. I think like sometimes it becomes this power dynamic between guys and girls and money and sex and whatever and it's like no, it's not always that sometimes it's just it wasn't the no, considerate yeah, thing to do not like yeah I didn't feel like loved like I was like okay I don't like you then and then after that the only guys I've run into are like LA guys like I don't know I just haven't had sex while I've lived here I don't know but yeah, I think I it's time like I'm, I think I'm ready I think it is time <laughs> yeah so on that no how do you slide into a dm i just say their name like i'm like if their name is matt i'm like matt a bunch of exclamation and that's what you do okay yeah how do you i don't really slide into dms what you just made me like admit my i don't know not because i'm like oh i'm I'm so hot that they come to me that's like so not it i think because i meet a lot of people in real life Or through other well, let people. Me, do you have any friends that like, I could date? Trust me. Yes, we will figure this out. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I've heard you say on a couple of podcasts and things, I miss you. And I just want to say that I think that is such a clutch clutch move what saying like i miss you yeah yeah sliding into the dm oh yeah i did say that yeah i think that's such a it's such a move i'm definitely very like love bombing for sure (laughs) like i'm like (laughs) i love you (laughs) because that way like it works being a love bomber it kind of works like yeah because it got me i think well yeah and i also think that there's like a is she kidding? Is she not? I know. <laughs> and it's like, there's a little, like, uh, danger. Like, yeah, like, I'm walking the tightrope of, like, is she crazy? Is she I not? I love there's to make guys of me, for real. <laughs> You're like, I just want to teeter on the line of boner killer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like a test. Like, if you can take it, then you're funny and you're fun. Uh, truly. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing there's no bigger boner killer than somebody who who can't banter or isn't funny you know what oh my god i, I should have said this earlier a baseball player like a big baseball player like one of the big ones i get i don't watch baseball like he a major my, league baseball yeah, player very big baseball yeah. player he slid in my dms like a month ago and i was like fine by I'll the way reply. that would have been a really good joke by the way because so i said players slide Oh, okay. Nope. Didn't Just, think of that. Okay. It's Damn fine. it. No, it's all good. It's all good. See, Next I don't time. know Next time. sports. I replied and I was like, uh-oh, a baseball guy or something like that. And he didn't get it. And he was like, are you serious? Question mark? Question mark? Like, you're going <gasps> to cut me off because I'm a baseball player? LOL. And I didn't answer because I was like, what a freak. And then he literally a week later, he doubled up, doubled down and was like, is this a joke? Like, are you being for real? Like, you really don't want to talk to me because I'm a baseball player? No. He's like, we're not all bad. Yeah. That's all. He doubled down on like the intensity that I can't fuck. Yeah. See, that's that's awful. Like somebody that doesn't understand. And then I was like, you know what? I love. He was like, what are you doing today? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. I replied to the double down thing. So I was like, maybe that was kind of mean of me. Even though now I know, no, I was just being a no. He's a pro athlete. He's not a pro. And I said, oh, I'm I'm running on the tread. Like he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm like really hot. Like I'm like running on the treadmill right now, like drinking green juice. And he's like, okay, well, I feel like you should know that running on treadmills is like really bad for you lol and then he sent me an article about it uh, and i was like why can't he should you have be done fun? Been like that's crazy because you are also running through my mind which is a terrible <laughs> joke but it would have been funny and you would have had something to run with 
Why are you like so like I literally like I feel like I wish I could talk to myself. Like I wish there was a guy version of me, you know. Just keep doing it and you'll you'll find it. No, I can't. Like I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> Guys are literally like I just can't do it. So what I'm is so your killer move? Mm, if I if I pretend like I don't like them, you know, like if I'm like mm. also this That's sad. Yeah. I, I wish that that wasn't so effective. <laughs> I know. This guy ended up writing me a song when I like... I heard that song. <laughs> Let's link to it. I'll link to it. It's honestly really good. It's great. Like, I'm not even going to lie. It was a banger. It was the sweetest song I've ever even heard in my entire life, but like, I don't like it. Yeah, that's uh-huh. fine. <laughs> What's your ideal date? Getting margaritas. Love. Date killer. When the guy tried to split the bill with me. Yeah. Or if, okay, sometimes they'll be telling a story and I'm like, I think of an anecdote that goes along with it. And then I like, after their story is done, I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell you this anecdote. And I like try to tell them like something that relates to whatever they were talking about. And they don't like, when they don't ask follow-up questions, I guess, when they're like, yeah, oh, okay, that's interesting. I got fired from my bartending job, which I think is the funniest story ever. And I always try to tell people that story. And then if the guy is like, oh, okay, no question. When they don't ask you questions, I guess. I know, so I mean, I'm going to ask you about that yeah <laughs> um what's one thing in your self-love practice mm, should i have one of those i don't <laughs> even know can you give me one? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck okay we're doing a part two <laughs> and then uh i ask everybody this but what is the best love or dating advice you've ever been given mm, probably mirror their energy like match their energy you know i am in my mirror era yeah or cut, love bomb you're gonna get it back that or love bombing you know, <laughs> oh, you are unwell. I'm so obsessed. <laughs> Becca Moore, how do people find more of you? I am starting my own podcast soon. I don't know what to name it, so let me know what I should name it. I, I vote need for, all for the, the girls. Comments. Yeah, I know. We need. I need like to make a poll or something. But um, it's just Becca Moore on TikTok and Instagram, and that's all. Until I have a podcast. And on Raya. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't know. But, well, yeah, yeah if you're yeah. hot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm on Raya. Thank you for doing this. You're the best. I love you. I'm so happy yeah. I came. <laughs> I'm happy I met you. I can't wait to talk Bachelor now. <laughs> I know. I need to hear all the tea. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> wait, that's fucking crazy. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening. You know the drill. If you like this episode, please give it five stars and leave me a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks again for listening and see you next Tuesday. Mm